in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. The Gospel of today is from the Sermon on the Mountain, chapter 5. And the passage that we read starts with this important verse. You have heard that it was said in the Old Covenant, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. So, if somebody actually hurt my eye, I will hurt his eyes. If somebody hurt my tooth, I will hurt his tooth. But I tell you, in the new covenant, the covenant of grace, not to resist an evil person. Not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him. If anyone wants to sow you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. So, what does it mean, do not resist an evil person? First, I like to explain what this verse does not mean, before I explain what it does mean. So what this verse does not mean? Number one, there is difference between sin and evil. Or evil person, as he said, do not resist an evil person. So this, actually, verse doesn't mean we should not resist sin. God wants us to resist sin and to resist temptation. And if any person who actually wants to tempt me to fall in sin, I need to resist. Like Joseph the righteous, when he resisted the, uh, his master's wife, when she wanted to seduce him and to make him fall in sin. If somebody tempts me to steal, to gossip, to backbite, to kill, I should resist, you know, this. I should resist temptation to sin. So, this verse doesn't mean if somebody is tempting you to sin, somebody who is evil and tempting you to sin, not to resist him and go with him. Doesn't mean this. Also, the evil one is Satan. We say in the Lord's Prayer, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So when the Lord said, do not resist the evil one, does this mean God doesn't want us to resist the devil? Absolutely not. In James chapter 4, verse 7, it says, resist the devil. And First Peter 5, 9, St. Peter says, resist him steadfast in faith. And in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, St. Paul is saying, and carrying the shield of faith, so you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one. And also in the same chapter, Ephesians chapter 6, St. Paul is encouraging us that to resist in the evil day and to, over, to defeat the devil, to defeat the evil one, 
in first john chapter 2 verse 14 saint john also asking us to crush satan and to defeat the evil one so when the lord said here do not resist evil one doesn't mean at all we should not resist satan no we need to resist satan also this verse doesn't mean we should not resist the heresies and the heretics the lord jesus christ when he saw that the scribe and the pharisees and the high priests teach wrong teaching about for example the meaning of the sabbath he resisted them and explained the true meaning of sabbath saint paul resisted the judaizers who actually taught that you have to keep the law in order to be uh, justified and in order to be saved. And St. Paul even said, if an angel came from heaven with different teaching, let him be accursed. St. John said, if anyone comes to you with a different teaching, don't receive him in your house. Don't greet him. Whoever greets him participate in his evil work. Even when St. Paul found Peter hypocrite or fell in the sin of hypocrisy, Peter, before people came from Jerusalem, Jewish people came from Jerusalem, he was eating with the Gentiles. But when some Christian came from Jerusalem, from Jewish background, he started actually not to eat with the Gentile. He was afraid. So St. Paul tells us in Galatians chapter 2, verse 11, that St. Paul confronted Peter about this hypocrisy. And he told him, if you are living as a Gentile, why you are asking the Gentiles to live as the Jews? Again, this about the Judaizers. Also, it doesn't mean we don't take a stand from the evil around us. St. Paul in the church of Corinth, when they allowed this man who commits sexual uh, immorality to be among them, he rebuked them and he told them, put the evil one away from you. John the Baptist stood against King Herod and he told him, it is not lawful for you to marry your brother's wife. And uh, St. Paul, uh, when Ali Misahir actually uh, stood against St. Paul, St. Paul actually confronted him. And uh, as we read in uh, Acts chapter 13 and verse 10, he told him, the hand of the Lord be upon you and you will be blind and don't see the sun uh, temporarily. Uh, so here St. Paul uh, was very, very clear. Also, with Simon, when Peter, when Simon wanted to purchase the gift of the Holy Spirit was money, St. Peter rebuked him harshly, and he told him, keep your silver with you uh, to perish, because you desired to buy the gift of God with money. 
So all these examples tell us that do not resist the evil one doesn't mean not to resist people who tempt us to fall in sin, not to resist Satan, not to resist the heretics, not to resist uh, and take a stand against people who are committing sin publicly and offending others. But what does this verse mean? In order to understand this verse, the church chose for us today uh, the letter from Romans chapter 12, which explains this verse beautifully. Uh, St. Paul said, Repay no one evil for evil. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for things, for good things in the sight of all men. If possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy hungers, feed him. If he thirsts, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So what does this verse mean? Number one, this verse means not to repay evil with evil. In the Old Covenant, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, hand for a hand. But here in the New Covenant, the Covenant of Grace, God is teaching us not to repay evil with evil. Because when I repay evil with evil, I became equal to the other person. That's why St. Paul said, uh, don't let, don't be overcome by evil. Don't be overcome by evil. When somebody actually uh, hurts me and I avenge myself, then I am overcome by evil. But overcome evil with good. So here, how to overcome evil? By good. If your enemy is hungry, go and give him food. If your enemy is thirsty, go and give him drink. That's what this means. Don't repay evil with evil. That's number one. So, we need actually to know the law of grace. The law of grace. The law of grace is to repay evil with good. Anyone can repay evil with evil. But not anyone can repay evil with good. Only those who have grace from God. Only those who actually God blessed them with his grace can repay evil with good. And when you repay evil with good, you will turn your enemy to be your friend. And this is true until today. And I'm sure all of you know in our generation, when one of the uh, sheikhs were attacking the church and were attacking Christianity publicly on the media, and when he got sick, his holiness Bob Shenouda 
visit, uh, sent a bishop and two priests to ask about him. And this was a turning point in the life of this person. When he returned to Egypt from London, the first stop was in the cathedral. And he met his holiness Bob Shenouda. And from that time, he did not attack the Christians anymore or the church anymore. Because here, the Lord, uh, Pope Shenouda actually applied what the Lord taught us. Don't overcome, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And by doing this, he turned this person from a person attacking the church into a friend to the church. So this commandment is, we lived it and we saw it by our own eyes. How when we don't repay evil with evil, when we repay evil with good, how can we win? That is the law of grace. That is the law of grace. Also, it is the law of love. As the Lord said, whoever wants to sew you and take your tunic, give him your cloak also. If I let him take my tunic only, maybe I could not afford to get a lawyer and defend myself in the court. But when I give him willingly my cloak, this means that I let go of my tunic and my cloak by my own will, not out of weakness, but out of love, out of generosity. I'm not going to lose my brother for a tunic or a cloak. My relationship with the other is more important than money or tunic or cloak. The same principle, if one compels you to walk with him one mile, if I'm compelled to walk this mile and that's it, maybe because I couldn't say no. I'm a compliant person and I don't know how to say no. I don't know how to set boundaries. So I was compelled to walk this mile out of weakness. But if I walk the second mile, this means it's a mile of love. So the second mile is the mile of love. So this law is the law of love and law of grace, in which actually I am walking the two miles not because I am compelled, but I, because I love the other person. And as God gives me grace, I will deal actually with grace with others. So in the beginning of this journey, the journey of the Holy Great Fast, all of us were asking God to have grace upon us and to have mercy upon us and to forgive us our sins during this fast. But are we dealing with each other with grace or we are avenging ourselves? Beloved, don't avenge yourself. Don't avenge yourself and don't repay evil with evil and don't resist an evil person because you are now you are taking the place of God. God said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, the, says the Lord. Why vengeance is his? Because he is, he is the only righteous and just judge. Nobody else, nobody else can be righteous and just in his judgment. 
all of us who are influenced by emotions, by partiality, by bias. But the only one who is the righteous and the just judge is God. That's why he said, don't avenge yourself. When you avenge yourself, most probably you will be influenced by bias, partiality, anger, emotion. Don't avenge yourself. Don't take my place. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And we hear it every day in the divine liturgy. And he appointed a day for recompense in which he will appear to judge the world in righteousness and give each one according to his deeds. So it is the law of power. The more, the stronger the person, the person who can actually repay evil with good. It's a law of grace. It's a law of love. But also, it is the law of forgiveness. A law of forgiveness. As the Lord said, if anyone slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him. Who can do this? In the paradise of the fathers, there is a story about they brought a person who was possessed with demons to one of the elders in the wilderness. So the demon won't actually to trigger the anger of this elder. So he slapped the elder on his face. So what the elder did, he turned the other cheek. And when he turned the other cheek, the demon could not endure this. Could not endure. And immediately, the demon left the person. He could not endure this humbleness and this forgiveness. We say about our Lord Jesus Christ in St. Gregory liturgy, which is actually taken from uh, the prophecy of Isaiah, your cheek left them open to those who smite. So the Lord Jesus Christ was stricken on his cheek and he did not defend himself. So when we turn the other cheek in forgiveness, we are partners, fellow in fellowship with our, our Lord Jesus Christ, who actually left his cheek open to those who smite. And we participate with him. And if you participate with him, then we will also be glorified with him. That is the law of the new covenant. It's a law of forgiveness. It's a law of grace. It's a law of love. It's a law of power. It's a law of strength. That is the law that God wants us to follow. And now we are fasting. So let's take advantage of the power of fasting and prayer. Because fasting and prayer cast out demons. Let us take advantage of this power. And let us apply this law in our life. So as an application, I want each one of us, and me first, to think about some people in our life with whom we did not deal with grace, but we deal according to the old covenant, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. And then ask God during this divine liturgy to give us a new heart, heart full of his grace, and to make a decision to start dealing with these people, not with the law of the old covenant, eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, to have 
avenge ourselves, but to deal with them with the law of grace, law of love, law of Christian power, law of forgiveness. In this way will be the children of God, as he told us, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So in this way we will be the children of our Heavenly Father. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.